didn't see you there. Something big is going on here. From hunting ghosts to Bigfoot, paranormal, UFOs, true crime, and more. We won't just be spouting articles. I was researching for your entertainment. The beginning of a new world. <laughs> the best guac you'll ever fucking eat. True story. It's basically like one day you walk outside and you see that the ants are playing with matches. This, this is the Black, Black Hat, Hat Report. Report. See you on the other side. Welcome to the Black Hat Report. I am Betsave, your host, and here with me is the fabulous Gilbert. Hello. The wonderful Joey. Hey. And the incandescent Selena is off today as usual. She's of saving the world and helping people. Today, we are going to deliver into some Asheville ghost stories. We searched the internet for the true to life ghost stories of Asheville, and some of them we have visited ourselves. It's that time to put on your PJs, turn on your heater, cover up with your coziest blanket, grab a nice warm coffee or hot chuggy, and sit back and listen to what our area has to offer for our ghoulish stories. Story, Story one. One, 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 one. First of the page is one that two out of four of us have visited ourselves. Helen's Bridge, located right on Bee Catcher in downtown Asheville, built in 1980. Helen's Bridge was used for stagecoaches coming to and from the Zealandian Mansion, which was built one year prior to the bridge. Now covered in ivy and vines, this bridge has been called one of the spookiest places in Asheville. The original story goes that Helen, a young woman who worked at the Zealandian Mansion, was working in the kitchen, cooking dinner for the house family. As she was working, a huge fire suddenly sparked up in the large castle. Helen remembered her daughter was reading in the library at this time and rushed to the library to find her child. She was too late. The fire had already engulfed the paper books. Helen was struck with grief and could not live any longer without her child. So sad. Damn. So, like, God, dude, like, that was such a... All right, so fire is like traumatic and like bad yeah. any time, but hearing stories from like back in the day like actually makes me really grateful for like regulations around fires at this point in history because I'm just like, yeah. dude, like a fire used to catch and it was just like five seconds and everything was in flames and like half the neighborhood yeah. was on. Like, that's so horrifying. Like, Jesus Christ, like. Literally, the library was, like, in ash by the time she realized, that, oh, there's a fire. I need to go save my kid. And it's like, nope, everything's burned. Like, that's yeah, and, and, that's the littlest thing, and the littlest thing could start fires, too. So it happens so much. And, I mean, obviously, like, as we'll see in future stories on today, too, like, it stuff just goes up so quickly. And, like, before people yeah. realize it, you're like, people are dead. And there's nothing, like... They had firefighters at the time, but, like, for the most part, there's really nothing they could do, you know? Uh, so. That was, uh, not to, like, get too far off track here so early, but um, that was a really, the 1800s were, like, a really funny point in American, like, um, systems around firefighters, which I love, because, like, so people would have like badges or these like symbols outside of their house, which meant that they were protected by certain fire departments. And a lot of them were commercialized. So they were mm -hmm. privately owned firefighting systems. And 
even though your house was on fire and there might have been a fire department next door to you, if you weren't covered by them, they would just stand outside of the fire and just be like, well, that sucks. <laughs> and, like, wouldn't they'd be like, do anything to help you. They'd be like, did <laughs> anyone bring so the hot dogs? <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, you're not covered under our policy, so sorry, homie. <laughs> just, like, your house would be burning down. So, yeah, fun fact, uh, libertarianism <laughs> sucks. Anyways, go, go, go ahead. I had to get my jab in. Anyways. She slowly and grievously walked down the coach road to the bridge. As she looked off the edge of the bridge, her last thought before she jumped was of her beloved child she had just lost. And then she jumped. Damn. Just like that. Yeah, yeah, she... It's heartbreaking. She was pretty much... Uh, uh there's a lot of stuff that happened in that like there's a lot of stories too so about what exactly happened during it um this is just one of the stories um a lot of it says she actually like hung herself um because as me and betsabe have actually been to that bridge and it's not i was gonna say it's not that high yeah it's not (laughs) yeah yeah, it's not really that high so it's it's kind of interesting like that they would just say, oh, she jumped, you know? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like in real life, if she would have jumped, uh, she would have just gotten hurt, like, really bad. Yeah. Like, maybe broken, like, a leg or an arm, but not really die. Unless she jumped with her head, like, kind of like a cliff diving and she <laughs> hit her head, then, yeah, you die like that. In all fairness, a slight, like, a mild sprain was enough to kill you back then. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, not to, not to make not to make fun of this like horrific thing but like that's how easy it was to die back then where it's just like ah a splinter <laughs> well gotta finish up my will <laughs> like, it's just, like it was so bad but this is so sad so like her 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 daughter right who's like being the the most perfect child on the planet chilling in the library during the day reading right went up in flames and died and she was like that's it i'm done and like yeah god damn I mean, also, I I sh- probably should not say this because I don't have a kid. Uh, I mean, I do have Bon Bon, but I feel like that's kind of like dramatic to just be like, oh, my child's dead and then I'm going to jump off a bridge. I would do it for Dada. Oh, no. Don't do that. He's my son. Oh. Yeah, he's my only heir. He's technically inheriting everything from me. Nobody's oh, getting I... shit. Not even me? Sad. No, nobody's getting shit but Dada. <laughs> oh my god, it's like, what, what's her name? Queen, the one that just died. Is it mm-hmm. Elizabeth? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if they were all named Elizabeth, but I guess, yeah. Anyways, uh, she, has, she left everything to her dog, so I get that. I respect that. It's the most respectable yeah. thing I've heard so far about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still bitter about 1776. No you offense to You are so salty. <laughs> You're like super salty today or this whole week. I know it hasn't been your week. It's not been my week, my month, or even my year. Um, yeah, I feel it. <laughs> I can sense the saltiness. Okay. So so this lady, she, she jumped in despair over the losing of her child. Yeah. Yes. So... 
actually like many people have said that they have seen orbs or heard things as they went up during the night hours and uh joey and i went up there during dawn hours and we could feel like like the hair standing up on the back of our necks and arms like it was pretty like i don't know i would say like me personally it just you know when you're somewhere and you kind of just like feel like sense some sort of like uh darkness in a way like yeah. it was it was like one of those like places that you're just like oh something ha bad happened here you know yeah yeah you get the like the 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 classic like hairs on the back of your neck are like Kerp! and you're just like oh this is something deeper in me that's like nope don't be here yeah um yeah it would be like i would recommend going to this place and just like you know checking it out um if you're in town i do want to say that there are other variants of this story one of where she was in her own house during the fire and the firefighters took both of them out of the house after they passed out from the smoke inhalation. The firefighters were able to save Helen, but not her child, and then she hung herself from the bridge. Oh. Another version of it was that she had an affair with a merry man. Scandalous. Oh. Juicy. And was... <laughs> yes. <laughs> And she was actually impregnated. <gasps> After she had had the baby, the merry man said that he would not have or love her anymore. Damn. So she went up there to hang herself and her baby. So these are all variants of a similar story. Um, you know, like gossip back in the day. People saying like, oh, she was with a merry man and that's why it happened. And who knows what really happened, right? Yeah. I mean, as we all know, women are incapable of making their own direct decisions, so it had to have involved a dude. Of like, course. Yeah, of course. Historically <laughs> accurate. It had to involve a dude, and his mm -hmm. D was too good, and she just she just gave <laughs> life. That's basically that's the only logical conclusion. Not that she was yeah. like actually a super legit single mother who lost a child that she actually loved and in despair was like, I give up on shit. You know, that's mm. that's just pff, crazy dogs. That yeah, one that seems like the most simple. likely for me. Honestly. Totally, I feel like I feel like she she lost her child in a fire and was just like, you know what? <laughs> yup. I don't. Nope. No more. Yeah, I'm done. All I pretty much do is make food and clean for this this house and this mansion and nothing yeah. else after my child. So I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's so crazy because none of us. I mean, as of now. Uh, we won't know what it really feels to lose a child, you know, because uh, I don't, I've, I've never been pregnant or have a baby. Um, the closest thing is bomb bomb, but I know carrying someone with you for nine months, you know, yeah. like that's some heavy stuff. So it's hard to like judge something like that. Like, oh, why would she do that? Or did she really do that because of that? It's like, we don't know what it feels like to love something that deep, deeply, you know, to take your own life because they're not there anymore yeah respect all the single moms out there you have it and you've always had it the hardest on the planet mm -hmm. forever and always y'all are the shit mm -hmm. keep going yeah uh shout out to my mom mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah if you're hearing this episode because you're one of our biggest fans we love you the hunting part of this is that people report seeing her 
or their cars not starting around this area when they go looking for her. And actually, I've heard that a lot that either when people are driving by, uh, sometimes like their car just like stop, you know, and they can restart it. Um, actually, a friend of mine said that to me. I don't know if it's true, but I have heard that that, that happens a lot. I also read a story too. I don't know how true this is, but uh, when I was researching into this, that the uh, that one couple were riding up there and they were just sitting in their car on that road underneath of it, and no, their their uh, phones weren't connected to Bluetooth or anything. They were just sitting in there in silence, and then their phone just connected to Bluetooth, and "Sweet Child of Mine" by Guns N' Roses started what? playing, and they were just like, "What? Oh, <laughs> oh my god." That's kind of scary cute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Wow. That's in- that would freak me out. That's insane. <laughs> my mind immediately went to, like, other famous hauntings. I'm just like, what random song that doesn't even connect would start playing? Like, it would just be, like, the Headless Horseman, and it'd be like, Rocket yeah. Man, burn <laughs> and <I'm> like... <laughs> and like, oh shit. We need to go. Um, Yeah. Damn. That's a trip. (laughs) Okay. That's really cool, though, that a ghost can do that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You actually can't go onto this bridge anymore, but the the underpass is actually open, obviously, because everyone goes there. But you can't go on top of the bridge anymore. Okay. Damn. For For all you hunters out there. Yeah. Or you can try to break in if you want to. Yeah, which we fully support all the illegal activity on the Black Cat Report, unequivocally. Story number two. So the next one is the hunting at Battery Park, one of my favorite places here in Asheville. In the heat of the recovery from the Great Depression in 1936, Asheville was in the process of recovering as well, just getting back on its feet inviting travelers from all around as the process of the Asheville part of the Blue Ridge Parkway started. On a hot and dewy July 15 night, Helen Clevenger, another Helen, (laughs) a 19-year-old NYU college student traveling around the mountains with her uncle, William Clevenger, I think that's how you pronounce it, He was a 54-year-old bachelor who taught agriculture and food science at NCSU. At around 10.30, Helen retired to her room after having dinner with her uncle and some friends. The next morning, her uncle knocked on on her door to wake her up for some breakfast. When she didn't answer, he opened the door and found her lying on the ground. Her striped PJs lined with blood Her face had been badly beaten and gunshot wound to her chest. This poor woman had been murdered through the night. As a bellboy later noted, he saw a suspicious and mysterious man lurking around the hotel lobby. He said he fled the lobby and jumped 15 feet from the balcony down to Henry Avenue below and disappeared into the night. Yeah, pretty much Spring Hill Jack. Yeah, basically, Spring Hill Jack killed someone. I want everybody to know Spring Hill Jack is a goddamn murderer. And if you don't know who Spring Hill Jack is, we will get to him. Oh, we'll get to him. This notorious little (laughs) bastard. 
So they actually, they, I, I read a lot about this guy that they said that they, they caught for killing him, mm-hmm. killing her. Um, he, the bellboy described him as a five, nine, 160 pound man that was mysterious and shady skulking around the the um skulking around the the lobby and then just ran out and jumped down the (laughs) jumped off the balcony down to henry avenue and disappeared and so when they found they found her dead the next morning they basically put an apb out of course in the 1900s for a six foot like six foot nine black man And so I'm not kidding. And they found this guy. And they found this guy. Uh, found a guy. Excuse me. They found a random guy that they they said they that he did it. And he basically said, "Hey, my alibi is that I was at my birthday party the other day. I couldn't have been here." And they went. And so this is a terrible, you know, it's a terrible mark on on Asheville. Is that like he was innocent. And he was sent to the gas chamber and killed. Jesus Christ! For on the murder. His fucking birthday. So, yeah, well, not on his birthday, but like, oh, God, uh, he went to. They basically said that he said that they beat a uh, a confession out of him with a like uh, uh, a firefighter's hose too. Jesus um, fucking the Christ! So, <clears throat> so they put an APB out on him and they found him, but and a warrant out for his arrest for a thousand dollars to find him. But they also wow. denied that they put the warrant out for his arrest. Damn. So it was just like it, it was all these things, and then he was mur- he was killed. I will say in honesty, he was murdered. Yes. Because yeah. he was because yes. he was innocent, and with they with in in quotations with due process, as they said, they gave him they they took him to jury, and he got fine. He got killed, but they tried to. Um, the district attorney no his public defender i guess he had at that time his lawyer went and tried to uh, tried to go against the appeal and said they were just like no we're not the verdict's already done sorry and then they just killed him like a couple days later after that and so mm-hmm. it was like it's it's crazy how the story went and that i personally think they never found the right person and nobody yeah. really knows who the right person was because they kind of just were like here here's a scapegoat you know, we're at this point we're racist as shit, so let's just uh <laughs> let's just throw this under the rug so we don't have to worry about finding him and get our numbers up that we found them. Um Yeah. Super lazy for I'd, Asheville. I'd, such a small town and they couldn't take their time finding the real murder. Yeah, I yeah, just cause, for the record, Asheville is and has been small enough the police could have literally went door to door. Like, Asheville is, yeah. is very small. Asheville's got, like, notoriety and all this jazz, but, like, a part of it is, is like, y'all, we're, like, really tiny. Like, Asheville's, like, a very small... Yeah. I'm talking, like, with traffic, 10, 15 minutes, you're on the opposite end of town. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. at this time, uh, they had a... the Asheville was about 50,000 people. Jesus. So, way even smaller than it is now. Yeah. And granted, that was in, like, the you know 1930s so still smaller towns but it, it is funny to say too like Asheville no matter what time period has been has always been a tourist town yes. and a tourist attraction town which is just so it's so odd to me 
Um, the parkway. <laughs> well, park. Well, the the parkway was being built at this time, so even before that. But I guess a lot of it had to do with the Vanderbilt House too, well, being yeah, so big in the property. So the actual hunting of Battery Park is that if you are in or around that room, people feel like someone is sleeping in the bed next to them, which is like horrible to think that I I couldn't like if I feel like someone's in like sometimes I feel like that already and um sometimes it's bonbons sometimes it's just like i don't even know i don't know if you guys ever get that feeling that someone is sort of like walking on your bed because that's like a terrible yeah, or any movement in the bed changing in pressure where you're just like Ooh, is, is that is that that yeah, bond or is that, I hate that somebody coming in my bed <laughs> like that happened when you were gone uh when you were at your parents um it was like so like i hated it like and then i was sick too so and then i would look and it wasn't bonbon and i can't imagine like if you are like there and it's actually like, i get a that ghost like yeah. i get that from yeah. sleep paralysis and like and it's um oh, horrifying that. luckily i found the the most beautiful partner in the world selena who is a pro at recognizing when i'm going through sleep paralysis and i'm just gonna say to everybody out there if you have sleep paralysis find yourself a selena um because she is so good about waking me up when i'm experiencing sleep paralysis but how does she know we've we've got a little communication thing down you know because like in sleep paralysis like you'll be able to like move like just a toe or like just a foot or like some random part of your body or you're like screaming from the bottom of your throat but you can't move your mouth and like yeah. she's she's really good about like recognizing like something's wrong wake him up and she'll start like shaking me awake and stuff but like yeah maybe like a month ago um isn't that bad though to try to wake up someone when oh dear god no no i don't know i don't know about other people but i can say for myself i want to be shaken awake (laughs) like for the love of god just like literally throw me off of the edge of the bed like if you have to wake me up like yeah at least for me it's like when i experience sleep paralysis like throw me against the goddamn wall like throw me off the bed shake me awake do whatever you need to do to wake me up because what i'm experiencing is way more horrifying than just coming out like disoriented out of a dream it is it sucks yeah i hate that like last time i remember sleep paralysis was maybe a month ago um there's no way it's related to what i studied and like research for this show but um but um but a large dark figure was like walking out of her closet in her bedroom. No. And I was just aware out of the corner of my eye that something was moving and walking around the edge of the bed while I was like paralyzed and like couldn't turn my head to look at it. And then I start feeling things like moving on the bed as it's like getting closer to me. And I'm just like Mm-mm. screaming nope. at the top of my lungs, but I can't move my mouth. And Selena's like, hey, hey, wake up. You're having a bad dream. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> like that's amazing that she can catch that because i mean like i i I couldn't tell if anyone sleeping with me would be doing that because once i'm i'm sleeping or whatever you know i'm like out of it you know she's a she's a pro she's a pro at it and yeah that's like like a professional right there (laughs) yes like i said you go out you find yourself a selena you can't have mine she's already my boo all right y'all go find your own but selena uh, no (laughs) (laughs) 
No, it hasn't happened to me in a while, which I'm glad. Usually happens when I'm like under a lot of stress and mm-hmm. also when I'm like exhausted. You know, when you just fall like deeply into sleep, you know? Yeah. Like I, it's which is nice, but also it's bad because I feel like that's when it happens as well. Yeah. It's a uh, it's not really cued towards a good good time period. It's always like when you're stressed (laughs) and when you're exhausted Mm -hmm. and then it's like, hello. And you're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Please. No. (laughs) Story Story number three. And on to a more famous visitors into Asheville, Zelda Fitzgerald and her husband, F. Scott Fitzgerald, both were amazing writers in their own right. We will start in 1936 with Zelda moving... Okay, how cool of a name is that? Zelda. (laughs) Zelda moving to Highland Hospital from a Baltimore mental hospital. We could delve into what drove Zelda into the mental hospital, but let's just cut that short by saying that she was diagnosed with schizophrenia. And also the relationship with F. Scott was tumultuous and both drove each other crazy. Scott described it as perhaps 50% of our friends and relatives would tell you in all honest convic- in all honest conviction that my drinking drove Zelda insane. Duh. The other half would assure you that her insanity drove me to drink. Oh my god, what a likely <laughs> story. Blaming each other. Um but yeah, like I personally, I heard that she was born with that in a way because uh, her family, I think it was her grandmother or something. She experienced schizophrenia, too. And I feel like nowadays they have found they, they found out that it is like something that it's passed along within families, you know, um, mm-hmm. which is a. Uh, it's pretty scary because you don't have control of it <laughs> and it just kind of happens yeah something that i heard was that it's it skips generations uh because my grandmother had schizophrenia uh my dad would tell me stories about uh how she would just start talking to people who weren't there she would just hear a lot of voices and she eventually was i think committed to a, a mental hospital for a little while um and so my dad would always tell me, like, hey, just, just make sure that, you know, it happened around, I think, 30, 30-ish, he said. So just, like, be careful. Like, if you start feeling things, feeling really weird, uh, start hearing people talk to you, you start seeing, not really seeing things, but seeing something happen, and that makes you feel a little different, you should start, make sure you get that checked out. <laughs> because it is a very serious thing. Yeah. So same it runs in my dad's side of the family um my brother had it and like sometimes uh i can hear people talking like but it's like far away like sometimes i'll be like hey joey can you hear like a conversation and like um like i don't know sometimes like even when i'm out with family or friends and like people are talking sometimes i can hear other people talking like ha- like their conversations but i don't know if it's like real people talking or i'm just i have really good ears but i'll be at home and i can just hear like 
people talking to each other. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Not saying I have schizophrenia, but uh, it does run in the family. <laughs> Zelda would spend nine years in and out of the Highland Hospital, which I honestly didn't know you could do that. But I guess if you go in voluntarily, you can go in and out. Anyways, from 1936 to 1948, she was in and out of the hospital. And in March of 1948, she was deemed well enough to be released from the hospital. She decided that she should stay a few more weeks to, you know, make sure she was really ready to enter into society fully again. That's very mature of her to do that. So I feel like if you're you're in that um, uh, type of mentality, that means that you are good because you're aware of that. So making to her what seemed like a smart decision just to make sure she was well enough to leave, it would turn into a grave decision. On the evening of March 10, 1948, a fire broke out in the central building of Highland Hospital where Zelda was staying. There were witnesses who say they could hear the screams of the women inside being burnt alive. That is so awful and terrifying. Yeah. Like, just like hearing people scream when they're in pain, like, it's one of the worst things that you could listen <laughs> to. Because they were in a mental hospital, most of the windows were locked and couldn't be open. Oh my god. The other windows were bare with chains. The hallway doors were locked and the wooden fire escape burned pretty much at the beginning of the fire. And also, there wasn't any sprinklers either, so that didn't help. <laughs> Man, I, I look at this and like we just talked about how the fire codes are like a godsend yeah. nowadays. But like think about somebody having a fire escape and they're like, you know what, we should make this fire escape. We should make it wood so if stuff does burn down, the fire escape's going to burn too. So we can't even go down it. Oh my god. Yeah, seriously, like, you would think, especially back in the day when uh, they basically use fire all the time, you know, like for lights, Yeah. Uh, wouldn't you think, um, hey, because of this, we have a lot of fires all the time and people are always dying because of that, so let's do something about it. But it took them forever to do anything about that. Even nowadays, I feel like we're still kind of, like, behind on it. Um, I mean, look at our house. Like, if a fire catches, that's it, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey, you guys. All right, first plan. Let's get lead out of all the paint that's surrounding us. Second plan. <laughs> yeah. Let's not make our fire escapes yeah. out of wood. Third plan. <laughs> maybe, and this is just going out here on a limb, maybe we should have a water system <laughs> set up to put out fire when it starts. We're just spitballing here. It's like, mm -hmm. fuck you, you're a witch. <laughs> yeah, just spitball and just throwing fuck some ideas out here. Yeah. He's a witch. He's a witch. Send him to the send him to the fire. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah. it's it's crazy to think about what the codes have done, and especially in what's in this in the mental hospital Highland mental hospital that was called at the time was that they literally had so much stuff that could catch fire and no way out because all of the places you know at a 
at a hospital like this, they're going to lock the doors. You know, they're going to have locks on the doors. They're going to have locks on the windows. They're going to have locks and chains. I mean, I think that's also weird. I guess they couldn't lock the window, but they had chains on some of the doors and windows. So these people... They're just like, God... <laughs> they're just like, God damn it. Why do we only have origami art class? Yeah, right? You're like... <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah. she was laughing about. <laughs> but it's it's crazy to think that, like, they... There was no... I mean, I guess there was a way out to find them, but it was a wooden fire escape. So it's like this whole wooden house that's pretty much built like that, and then we're going to put a wooden fire escape on it. It's like, why would you... Why would you do that when none of the other doors and windows lock or unlock so nobody can escape? Someone yeah, obviously Yeah, I mean, they just, they just threw it up. I mean, yeah. Yeah, thank God for architects nowadays that they actually think about stuff like that. You know, they don't, they, they nowadays, like architects, they think about lighting, they think about colors, uh, and they think about like how to make space is more functional you know and if there's a fire how to escape you know like back then i think they were just trying to be artsy and that's it <laughs> as of today the property is used as a recovery home for teens and young adults many people say that you can see the spirit of zelda wandering the halls also people have reported seeing her around the area where she would take her many long walks around while she was a resident at Highland Hospital. Mm, oh, yeah. Zelda. For story. Let's jump into the next haunted story. The forestry compound of Asheville. This compound was constructed in 1898 and was built as the original Billmore Forestry School. It was built on the Billmore State property. George Vanderbilt brought in Carl A. Schenck, who was originally a forester on the Billmore Estate. After the school was opened, Schenck had many students who learned new techniques in sustainability, soil, pr soil preservation, seeding and reseeding, and other techniques in Schenck's practical foresty methods. All was going well, but tempers flared in between Schenck and Vanderbilt. Schenck left the school in 1909. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Very <interesting>. Hist <laughs> little history so lesson they... for the beginning of it. <laughs> so Vanderbilt got shanked, and we. <laughs> I would <laughs> say that Shank got shanked originally. <laughs> Shit, Shank got Vanderbilt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there, there was some beef on the property. Mm -hmm. Vanderbilt's all like forestry school, and Shank's all like shank you, and then. <laughs> Shank like you. shanky later and then like dipped out right yep is that what happened did did shank dip out shank did leave well the school lasted four more years of graduating students and in 1913 the school finally closed after the school closed the building was abandoned it sat empty for years or so many people thought it was used for more nefarious uses that's right its new nickname became the Whore House. Yep. Damn! Yep. It moved whoop, whoop. quickly. It moved quickly after Damn. this. Damn! Still dedicated wow. to wood. Just yep. moving uh, along yep. in concept. Damn. What much respect. Update. Much appreciation. Mm -hmm. All right. So, okay. So, we, this became the Wood House. Got you. Yes. Got you. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Women of the evening and their johns would meet up to take care of their business, as it was not known whether or not George Vanderbilt, ooh, scandalous, knew of what was happening on his property. He totally knew. He would probably I, be there. I have a like, feeling that some of the time he might have made some trips to the forestry school. And just because it's an audio meeting, I'm putting this in quotations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. So things got fuzzy in the ferns. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Mm -hmm. As far as the hunting goes, there is said to be a lady of the evening that roams the building because she was murdered by her John. The house will have lights turned off and on in random windows. Doors will open and close by themselves and the air would stay around 40 degrees no matter how hot or cold it was outside. There were also rumors that secret hangings were held at the old forestry school. This has led some to believe they have seen a noose hanging in the rafters at the old school and various shadowy fears moving around and also fleeing in terror. One story of a visitor told that they saw a toilet overflowing with blood. Yeah. Mm, no, thank you. <clears throat> I, I want to say one of the crazy things I do think is that the, the air in the house stays at 40 degrees, which is notorious to show if it's always 40 degrees no matter what it's hot or cold outside to show that there is some kind of spectral or ghostly presence there interesting that's like damn i mean <laughs> y'all live here too like you know like 40 degrees in the summer here like i would just be hooking up a, a connection of box fans going to my house <laughs> for free <laughs> air conditioning like, I wouldn't even question it. I'd just be like, no, fuck that. Yep. <laughs> like, like I'm getting AC in this motherfucker. It is hot. It is humid. We are in a subtropical environment. Like, this is some shit. Like, mm -hmm. 40 degrees. God damn. Yeah, it's like, crazy. That is yep, nuts. yep, yep. Okay. Okay, so a cool 40. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a cool story. I mean, not cool that it happened. But, um... For people, I mean, obviously, Asheville is known for because we have the Billmore. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it is ridiculously expensive to get in. Yes. Like they're treating it like it's Disneyland. Um, but, you know, like it knowing this story, I feel like um, it makes it more interesting if you really want to spend one hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> to come in. Um, at least now, you know, this fun fact. Um, about a whorehouse inside the Biltmore. <laughs> I mean, there's there's also a ton of, obviously, most of the time, there's a ton of stories about actual ghosts inside of Biltmore itself. This is just one of the outlying places. And um, I, I forgot what year, but also the Biltmore State used to be much, much, much bigger. Um, I want to say that really? they, yeah, yeah, they pretty much owned all of Buncombe County. And, Damn. yeah, all the way up to the close to the top of the Blue Ridge Parkway in Asheville um, that they owned uh, through almost to Brevard. So they sold off so much of it to the um, to the National Park Service, National Service, uh, Park Service in the city so that they could get rid of it because there's just no, there's no point to them to have all this land now, you know? So they got rid of most yeah, of it. Make that money. Yep. 
and uh, now they just kind of have that small, very small area comparatively to what they had before. So where exactly is this whorehouse? Is it still inside the yeah. Billmore estate or outside? From How would one <laughs> navigate to said whorehouse, Joey? I honestly yes. don't know. It, it does say that it's still on the properly, property. Um, from what I saw, okay. they said it's still on the property, so I don't think it got sold off. The area got sold off, and it mm. definitely is not. You're not allowed to visit it. So, mm. <laughs> okay, okay, but how hi- do you know that? But hypothetically, if one were to try to go to said house <laughs> of the ladies of the night, how would they get there? Uh, you'd have to go downtown. I forgot which street you'd have to go downtown to meet some of the ladies of the night, and they might Naturally. be able to take you there. So, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This is uh, this is not my expertise at the moment. I will have to uh, no, 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 no. We'll have to do no, some. Me, me and Gilbert and Betsy Bay will have to do some research, and we'll get back to everybody and let you know how to get there. Please send us a private message. We'll yes. help you. <laughs> I don't know. Public. Uh, post it publicly. Fifth story. But one of my favorite ones and easiest to visit is the Basilica of St. Lawrence. This church is right in the heart of downtown Asheville and is open for visitors and is still in use. Um, it's pretty funny because um, that street has like four <laughs> churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like Starbucks in every corner so this street is where you can find like four beautiful churches but the basilica was designed by Rafael Gastovino a Spanish architect who used the ancient building style of layer tile and mortar that was used in the Catalonia region for centuries construction began on the basilica in 1905 and was completed in 1909 sadly Rafael did not live to see the construction complete. Mm, sad. He died in 1908, one year before complete. Oh yeah. my God, really? He died in 1908, one year before completion. Before he died, his last request was for him, his wife, and son to be buried inside the basilica. His request was granted and he was interred inside the halls. However, due to the law changes before his wife and son died, they were not buried there. They were buried in a cemetery close to the church. That is really messed up. Because that was like his last wish and he did all this work and then they were just assholes. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, they changed the law that you can't be buried in a church. Like, whatever. Like, why would you change the law like it's just so unnecessary i mean who's to say also too that his wife and son were just like i don't want to be buried next to him also like i just want to point <laughs> out why at one point in history did they need to make a law to prevent people from getting buried inside of buildings yeah I like that know, is yeah. that's necessary. a whole that's a whole nother like rabbit trail we need to go down which is like wait this wasn't important enough that yeah they needed to pass a law to keep people from getting literally being buried inside of buildings. Like they're like, this is a problem. And that's why you should elect me. Like, why did this happen in history? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, probably because, because uh, of this they motherfucker started. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, they probably started seeing like a lot of like ghosts, you know, and they were like, Oh shit, maybe we need to stop. These ghosts should be outside. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. they need to be. I ain't paying heating like, bills for these ghosts. Hunting the church. <laughs> yeah. On the hunting part, many people who congregate there have reportedly seen ghosts wandering the halls. Obviously, a priest is reportedly one of the ghosts that is said to be appear greeting and saying parting messages outside the hmm. chapel. <laughs> One of the ghosts that reportedly is haunting the halls is the ghost of designer himself, Rafael Gastovino. I guess as he hunts, he gets to finally see his design finish. I love that. Good for you, Rafael. Either that or he's in like some sort of some sort of like holding pattern where he only sees the how it as it was built when he oh, died. No. Oh, that would be terrible. I was I was thinking about it as I was as I was oh. reading about it, and I was just like, I I, I do want to hope that he finally gets to like just walk the halls by himself and just see like, man, I I created this, you know, I'd love to see this. Yeah. Or, and then a part part of me was just looking at it, being like, but what if he's sitting there just seeing it continuously not complete? And just, like, he's got, like, what, probably, like, nine months to a year before it's finished, and it's, like, almost done. Aww. I do want to say one of the cool mm-hmm. parts about it is that his son helped finish finish it. So, like, when he... Okay, that's oh, dope. Good, good, uh, good. Raphael yeah. Jr. actually Happy was the same ending. name. Raphael Jr. got to RJ. finish it. Yeah, RJ right. had to finish it for him. So it was kind of like a cute little RJ. thing that he helped finish the, the chapel because his dad pretty much built it, did all the architecture for it. So it's just like, oh. And I do want to say, I would like to go see it myself. Yeah, we've been there. It's honestly, if it's <laughs> if it's a if it's the 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 church that I'm thinking of downtown, it is so the pretty mm-hmm. one. There's there's two really pretty churches downtown. I will say that within a few blocks of each other, and if it's the really gorgeous one that I'm thinking of, um, it probably is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like um, it's actually pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it, it stands out in terms of, like, architecture in downtown. Everything else just has, like, a very heavy 1940s, 1950s kind of, like, vibe to it of, like, solid cement, solid stone. Like, yeah. it's very solid architecture for, like, American development. But then you see these churches, and they've got these, like, classic, um, you know, these monoliths, these, like, points in them and they're like super intricately designed like kind of like steeples and stuff there's like there's two churches downtown that really hold that aesthetic. i think it's the one that has like the glass yes the, the dome one, right yeah 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 With the big dome yeah i actually filmed a wedding there like long time ago uh, it's across um, from like a church or from a from a school foggy mountain oh lord i don't know it's near the bus station. Um, I could tell you that much. Well, the no. dome. No. The, no. I do want to say one of the cool things is the no. dome is actually one of the biggest freestanding domes in the United States, too, which is kind of crazy. Ah. Yeah, so fuck you, U.S. We've sure. got that. We've got them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got a freestanding dome. What do you got, bitch? So, um, so but <laughs> we do have two beautiful cathedrals downtown i will say that i will and i'm like the farthest th- You're all right the farthest thing away from religious but i will say like they kind of stand out in Asheville as like huh that's there like damn like this is this is some really beautiful architecture that's just sitting in the middle of downtown mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and like 
Also, I do want to throw out there that I think like Raphael, like, so when you tell me about his like son, RJ, Raphael Jr., finishing up the the domes, I do picture him as being incredibly underage for the task and still being like <laughs> seven years old, six years old, and just being like, and we put Quan over here and there's a dinosaur and it's just like so it's like beautiful beautiful classic beautiful and then just like terrible stick figure drawings Mm -hmm. of like a tyrannosaurus rex that's just like a part of it and they're like this is exactly what he wanted his son would know (laughs) love that yes his son knows instinctively how to finish this cathedral and it's like and it's a pterodactyl (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I, so. I think that's what happened, though. Shit, I might go to church <laughs> after this. I'm just kidding. You should. <laughs> you should. <laughs> you all should go to church if you're trying to look for ladies of the night. Thank you for listening to the Black Cat Report and our episode on the ghost of Asheville. We had fun researching these close-to-us ghosts. Please remember to always like, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Because we have a lot of exciting things coming up for you all this month and can't wait to get them out to you. So please stay tuned for updates via our Instagram page and our website. And remember, we love fan mail. So email us at contact at blackcat.report. We'll see you on the other side.